Hi everyone, welcome back for another episode of EGOs. I have a very special guest today. Her name is Yolini Ardinesh, and she is a professional geologist and a data analyst. Hi Yolini, how are you doing today? Hi Rochelle. I'm doing really good, thank you. Good. Yeah, it's really nice to meet you and to see you. Thank you so much for wanting to record a podcast with me. Um, so Yulini, she is located in Calgary, up in Canada. And uh, we're going to start off by, why don't you tell me a little bit more about yourself? So where are you from? Where did you grow up? And what influenced you most while you were growing up? Hi everyone, my name is Yulini. I am originally from Indonesia. Well, to be exact, the location uh, or the town where I'm from is from Jakarta. Oh, okay. Jakarta is, yeah, Jakarta is located in Java Island. Yep. That's basically the main island in Indonesia. And I grew up in Jakarta. And what influenced I uh, mostly, uh, when I grow up, grow up, yeah, mostly I influenced by the culture Mm -hmm. and then also the strong belief uh, in God. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we believe that everything happened with a good reason. Mm -hmm. That's what we um, hold on very tight about it. So yeah, um, very strong culture of Japanese and then also respectful to parents. That's very, I think it's very common uh, Mm -hmm. in other part of the world also have very similar tradition Mm -hmm. with that. Yeah, no, that's great. So did you live in Jakarta until you went to college or um, where did you, so how did you transition from home life and then into college life. Can you tell us more about your background? Okay, so uh, I'm I'm from a big family that uh, of seven, mm-hmm. so I'm the oldest. And actually, I I've been like I dreamt to like live overseas, mm-hmm. and then that's I follow the dream. That's where I am now. So once I graduated, I got my, uh, completed my high school. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be a geologist. Yeah. My parents actually influenced me, inspired me, especially my dad, because my dad is a geograph- geographer. Yep. He just kept telling about earth, our earth, about landscape every, every day. That's why it pretty much inspired me a lot. And so once I got my, I completed my high school or college, and then I continued to study in different town in West Java. So it's about 200 kilometers southeast of Jakarta. Okay. So that's close to the volcanoes. Is is the the town is located in the flank of the volcanoes. Okay. So it's really nice uh, town in the Dutch colony. That's colon colonization is actually that town is called as a Paris Van Zaba. Oh, wow. Because of the, it's very mild weather compared to Jakarta, it's very hot, but that place is very mild and then uh, surrounded by tea plantation. Mm-hmm. So it's really, 
very um, cooler uh, temperature there. Cool. So yeah, I I studied there for about five years. Okay. And then from there I moved to uh, New Zealand mm-hmm. for my graduate study. Oh, that's great. Yeah, what, for my master degree. What uh, city were you living in New Zealand, and what university did you go to? So um, I got scholarship scholarship from the minister fair. Uh, I think foreign affair of and trade. They they regularly the government of New Zealand regularly giving scholarship. So it's basically to promote, uh, especially women, mm-hmm. to to like to pursue a higher education yep. in New Zealand. So I got scholarship to study in the Geothermal Institute in mm-hmm. University of Auckland in oh. North Island. That's amazing. Yeah. So the Geothermal Institute. Um, and that was, when was that? That wasn't that's recently. Into, that's uh, like, my, I got the scholarship in 1998 to study for one year for okay. diploma program. Uh-huh. And then when I completed, I come back to Indonesia just for about two years. Mm-hmm. I was looking for a job. And then at that time, I think there is a, there was like a monetary crisis mm-hmm. happening in Asia, okay. 1998. Yep. So I couldn't find a job. I was just uh, doing some short-term work as a contractor in some mining company. And then I tried again to get master degree scholarship in the same place, the same university. So I got it. In So I went back in 1999. Mm-hmm. So I studied there for two years to gain my master degree mm-hmm. in geothermal oh. study too. That's amazing. So you were studying geothermal before it ever turned into a hot topic like it is now. That's great. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's basically because Indonesia, Philippines, that region is, uh, is we've been de- developing geothermal energy for long time ago like it first started from 1970s okay and then at that time new zealand government promoting uh, relationship sharing knowledge sharing technology mm-hmm. te- technology transfer they call it yeah mm-hmm. because uh, new zealand has been way developed uh, before with that mm-hmm. uh, kind of uh, energy mm-hmm. uh, renewable energy yeah similar like in usa right mm-hmm. the southern sea mm-hmm. yeah that's great. And is it or was it really popular in Indonesia because of all the volcanic activity and the access to that type yeah. of resource? Yeah, that's why that's it was right. developed yeah. early. Yeah, because um, well, we have one hundred twenty-seven active volcanoes in yeah. Indonesia. We are just circled with that Pacific Rim from north, from Japan, and then. So, yeah, it's basically we are just surrounded by the active volcanoes that really associated with the high enthalpy geothermal Mm -hmm. energy, right? Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, most of the geothermal field that have been developed and generating electricity is is located in that region where there is active volcanoes. Okay. That's really cool. So... When you finished your master's, did you go back to Indonesia then and, and work? 
in yes. the geothermal uh, industry? We have we have to go back to our own countries because that's kind of like agreement that we okay. have to follow. Uh, so I was working for three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this time I got a job in uh, Chevron. So it used to be called Unocal. Mm-hmm. If you Unocal. Uh, company that is headquarter that has a headquarter in USA I think somewhere in for geothermal division is in Santa Rosa okay yeah and then so they have uh, asset in Indonesia some of some of them I think is in Java Island mm-hmm. so I worked there for about three years cool yeah so I was very lucky to have a very dynamic role started mm-hmm. from well site geologist and then petrologist and then I even um was a, I was assigned as a project coordinator mm-hmm. for this short term project because when we finished drilling normally they they don't have any kind of work so they assigned me to do some project for uh for the visualization of the uh, geological modeling mm-hmm. to choose a software that is uh, capable to visualize the, the 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 project that we have at that time cool yeah that's yeah. amazing uh so could you tell us a bit more i'm really curious about what you did um day to day what was your favorite project that you were working on um when you were working in geothermal it is um actually the one that is really exciting when they do the expansion the development uh project for to find other area around the contract area mm-hmm. that they try to drill and explore other development mm-hmm. so that's that's actually the most exciting one because they need to to like a build a team the team is gonna consists of geosurfer for uh, engineers and then production engineer and then geologists so geolo- basically how they work is going to depend on geologists because geologists is going to uh, make a plan which area that to be drilled mm-hmm. but then they need also information about production so that they can estimate how much is the the output yes yeah cool. So yeah, that's the most exciting one because I I'm gonna need to go to the field. That I I like to to work in the field, mm-hmm. especially this area is close to the mountain. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay, no, so yeah, mm-hmm. so it's it's really nice to get away from the cities. Yeah, oh, I bet because yeah. the cities are so crowded, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I've right, yeah. I've been to I- Indonesia once and. The city was very, very crowded. <laughs> so which city? Jakarta? No, I was uh, in Bali. So Denpasar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. I went with some friends one time. But, oh, that's so cool. I loved it. Indonesia is wonderful. <laughs> so when you when you move to Australia, it's going to be a lot closer to go to Bali. Yeah. But I, I, Bali now, I feel like, is way too um, westernized. So I think I would rather go to other places that not all Western people go to. Like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, have it yeah, be yeah. more, see more of the traditional culture? Yeah. Yeah. It depends on the cities in Bali. You still can find yeah. some, some traditional place too. Yeah. Yep. Up towards the north, I think it's a little bit more uh, traditional. That's right, yeah. 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 
yeah, I took a day trip up there to see one of the volcanoes, and it was amazing. They, some of the people, they would um, actually cook with the steam coming out of the volcano. Yeah. They cook eggs right, and yeah. stuff, and it was <laughs> it was amazing. It was like oh, a little geothermal experiment sitting right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. It's it's very inspiring. Um, so once you finished your job um, in uh, Indonesia, what brought you to Canada? How did you uh, end up there? Um, yeah, so I, I've i been like dreaming to live overseas. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my dream. I don't know. I'm the only one who in the family that that have kind of that dream like goal. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but... <laughs> I'm the same. <laughs> They all think I'm crazy. So yeah, I I was able to make it happen, and then so I met my husband in Thailand, uh-huh. and so we had like a long distance relationship, and then he got it first uh, to be a landed immigrant in Canada in two thousand. Mm-hmm. So in two thousand four, I finally got my visa for permanent residence. So I just. Um, come to Canada because of that. So mm-hmm. we got married earlier and then, yeah. Came over. So it's basically, I don't have any choice at that time I to choose any other cities because uh, he's, he, he landed earlier and he already started his career as a, as an engineer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't have any choice. If I have choice, probably I would, I would choose Vancouver because Vancouver is, I think they, they initiated the geothermal program uh, earlier than other provinces because yeah. Calgary is more to oil yes. cities, just like Houston. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, maybe someday soon you could end up back in or end up in Vancouver doing, you know, geothermal again. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think it, the development is really, really um progressively changed now because the energy transition yeah. so the initiative or action to go for the geothermal is is happening around in other city too like in Alberta or oh, in other place yeah yeah even in even in Texas right they started mm-hmm. I think it is yeah it's, it's actually really quite good, popular yeah. a lot of um it seems like it's very experimental right now using existing infrastructure like using petroleum infrastructure things like that yeah that's right yeah that's cool so then what um led you to become a data analyst right that's a long story basically i tried to navigate myself be becoming like try to find opportunities once i i landed here in 2000 five I started looking for support like to just to help me to navigate because um my background is hard geology mm-hmm. but for oil and gas is more or less they need someone who knows about sedimentary rocks yeah right that's mm-hmm. totally different and then I don't know maybe maybe this is just my um my thinking that um especially in Canada in oil and gas, when when geologists with different background, it's, it's just hard for them to accept that. Probably because of, it's just totally different. Um, though it's still geology, yeah. 
but it's because different different field and then also the data is different the tools different right compared mm-hmm. to geology geothermal so yeah it's it, they just uh i identify that i have a, a lack uh, of experience especially solid experience in from end to end in the interpretation especially for the exploration mm-hmm. so that's the one that i don't have do i already I pursued another sec, uh, my second degree in master for petroleum geology, and then also I, I got um, uh, professional geology. From the experience that mm-hmm. I got from Indonesia, sure. at least it's really good that they recognize my experience back home, mm-hmm. and also including my study in New Zealand. Good. So I, I I got transferred from the years that I did over there. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, counted for the to get the professional geologists in here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because of that situation, also because I really need something to hold on for my family. Mm-hmm. So when I got opportunity to work as a data analyst in oil and gas, uh, oil sand operator company, mm-hmm. Suncor Energy, so I just took the opportunity. Okay. As a data analyst. Yeah. So that's so interesting because right now you see everyone is getting out of petroleum because of everything that's happened with the pandemic. And people Mm -hmm. are turning more towards uh, geothermal and other sorts of renewable style jobs. So you you did it like in reverse back in the mid 2000s where you all you all of a sudden found yourself that oil was the only opportunity like in the mid two yeah. thousand, so you had to do it back then. So now, so now um, after you did that, then how did you become uh, a data analyst? Um, so it started in two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. That's the situation when economic downturn happening in North America. I yeah. think it's really um, impacted badly in. Calgary because mm-hmm. it's oil and gas uh, town. So, and there is not much hiring for uh, like job posting for geologists. Mm-hmm. That's why. I, so I when I got that opportunity, I just I just took it and then it's actually I feel so lucky because I I've been able to continue to extending my contract though I'm just co- keep being contractor, mm-hmm. never been never been hired as a full time. So always contractors, but I always get extension, even though in other project or other companies. So I've been working like four different companies okay. for the same role. So yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's really good. I feel so lucky, and I feel comfortable with the with this uh, area mm-hmm. because I've been developing my career, my skill for different tools. Mm-hmm. So up to now, I still have my my job. And then, but because of the pandemic and then also the all so many things that interest me, especially lithium, mm-hmm. geothermal, just keep coming. And then I I wanted to go back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's my goal, my next okay. goal. I still have another five, ten years before I get retired. <laughs> yeah, you need something to, you know, work on yeah. and look forward to. It's It's so inspiring that... I just I love your story because 
you've had to pivot and reinvent yourself several times and you are always able to do it and continue to find work and like you're really happy about all your experiences. I know some people they they feel even sometimes for me I feel like oh gosh this is going to be really hard and you kind of feel like can I do this you know changing something again. Yeah. But it's it's just um it's, it was a good timing because I started with that uh role as a data analyst. I started from zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally zero, like entry level, but I learned a lot because it was like a, the job is like providing hands-on training. Yeah. So I, yeah, I did work and by by learning, by doing it. So everything was good. The environment is good mm-hmm. to learn. Good. And then within one, two years, less than that, I was able to like sharpen my curve mm-hmm. to, you know, it, it, I was able to, to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that's why I, I I was able to keep my job mm-hmm. and then ex- keep extending my, the contract. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing us um, your history with us. It's very inspiring, and it's just great to know that you know if you just keep trying and pushing through, and it all works yeah. out. Yeah. And I really hope you. So you said you're interested in lithium. And uh, with regard to the geothermal, so mining lithium out of the geothermal water, is that? Um, they they have new term now. It's like unconventional. Okay. The one that is conventional is the one in the South America. Okay. So we have unconventional is mostly coming from the brine. Mm. We either can be from geothermal from geothermal brine or oil brine. Okay. So those are the unconventional. Yeah. Oh, so, I see. Yeah. Cool. That's the one. That's awesome. I learned something new. That's really cool. Um, so would you say that um, you're currently doing your G- dream job or your dream role? Or is getting to back to the geothermal, is that going to be like your ultimate dream job before you retire? Well, with the situation of the energy transition, mm-hmm. I think that's... I'm not in my dream job, though, I don't know, I'm still trying to find out because I, initially I wanted to be a data scientist, mm-hmm. but then I realized it's not easy because my background is geology. Yep. It's really good data, uh, for data scientists that uh, most of the data, data scientists uh, who are successful now, mm-hmm. if, if, if you want to relate with the geoscientists, Mostly, they're they're originally are uh, geophysicists mm-hmm. because they are really good in programming and then they're good uh, in math. So it's a lot easier to pivot to go to the data science. Yes. But for me, I have um, not very good foundation on that. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be more work, hard work, and then time to be invested to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm in between, but with the tra- that uh, energy transition, I feel like I wanna try to navigate myself to go back to geology, mm-hmm. if, if possible. There is a potential for that. Mm-hmm. I just need to work hard to do more networking. Yeah, with the people. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely get your name out there through EGOs and 
I'll connect you with our, we have a small geothermal community within EGO. So I'll, I'll connect you with those people. So you can oh, start talking to them. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I've, you're the yeah. second person now that I've spoken to about geothermal energy. So, um, okay. yeah, no, it's really great. I'm excited to share, share that network with you. That'll be really good. Cool. Oh, that's all. That's, that's great. Yeah. Babe. yeah. Thank you so much. Michelle. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's what we're here for. Um, and then another question to you, do you have any advice for someone who um, is currently building their dream? So maybe someone that is trying to uh, go through their own transition through the energy mm-hmm. transition. Do you have any advice for them? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think I've, I've uh, given this kind of, there are four things that I want to share about the advice. Uh, so basically, try to reconnect mm-hmm. because reconnect, and uh, because that's uh, based on my experience. That's the starting point where I got my uh, finding my my enthusiasm in geology mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. because before I was kind of like losing my hope, but mm-hmm. by reconnecting, I think it's gonna be good because we never know when you reconnect with your former. Um, probably former leader or former colleagues, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get something new and then you get some connection or any leads that is going to give you opportunity or potential work. Mm-hmm. This is also possible. Mm-hmm. And the next one is try to uh, gain any knowledge. Mm-hmm. Anything that interests you, try to gain the knowledge because this time, during pandemic is so much uh, convenient for you to study, to learn uh, on your own. Mm-hmm. And then especially knowing there are so many experts like you <laughs> willing to share any any advice or sharing their knowledge, mm-hmm. and their expertise. Yeah. Sometimes you just need, a, if you really need to spend money just a little bit, you can you can still get, uh, mm-hmm. you still can get, get the knowledge. But most of uh, the time, what I notice, what I observe, they, they, you can get free, free knowledge, mm-hmm. free sharing, any session from them, through organization. Normally, they're gonna mm-hmm. collaborate with, uh, with the expert. Yeah. So, for that, to, in order to get that, to master that knowledge, you need to invest your time. Mm-hmm. Because there is an element of time you have to um, consider. Sometimes the uh, the expert that you wanna, where you get you you get your knowledge, mm-hmm. is coming from different other part of the world. Mm-hmm. So you, with different time duration, so you have to put your commitment to uh, follow them or to listen them wherever they share. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's also important point because that's what I've experienced this time. Mm-hmm. I sometimes I have to wake up just for the sake of listening their <laughs> their sharing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and that last one is hard work. Yeah, yeah. You need to work really hard. Work on your plan to achieve that uh, dream job. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, thank you so, so much. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you for sharing with us. Um, and then our last question for today is, uh, 
what do you do to maintain your happiness and your success? Do you have anything you'd like to share with the audience, um, like hobbies or exercise or just anything that you do to, to stay happy? Um, I mostly try to get inspiration mm. in daily basis. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Though it's just a small thing, like just listening or what. Uh, Sometimes in Instagram, they're showing like videos, short video, but it's really inspiring you. Oh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. If other people can do, why not me? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of, that kind of small inspiration is going to make you happy and then balance in your life uh, mentally. Mm-hmm. And also it's, it's going to affect your physical, right? Because mm-hmm. of the mental, you're mentally, you feel happy. And then another thing, try to get... Um, a balance between life and work and family. Yeah. That that's also important. And then try to just to especially the weather when the weather is really nice, just try to spend outdoor. Mhm. Yeah. Because yeah. staying inside indoor is, is not good for if it is for long. I agree. That's been the hardest part of the pandemic is being inside so much. I have to just get out in nature more. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much, Yulini. It was such a pleasure to meet you and talk with you. I'm very inspired by your story. I've learned so many new things talking with you today. So thank you so much. Thank you for the time, for the, the opportunity, Rochelle. Yeah, absolutely. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you again next time for another EGO's podcast. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.